You know, I think one of the things I I, uh, uh, I mentioned that I was born and raised in San Francisco, so uh, uh, San Francisco's changed a lot since. Uh, yes, it has. Since I'm, a, I'm actually a fourth generation San Franciscan, wow. so I, uh, family's been very much involved in uh, in the city for four generations. That was Jim Murphy, a retired creative director, born and raised in San Francisco. I'm Jeff, and this is Storied San Francisco. Jim lives in Danville now with his wife, Pat. We recorded over lunch at Il Fornaio in Burlingame, so you'll hear our server from time to time. The food that day was delicious, by the way. For part one of this two-part podcast, Jim shared stories of growing up in Noe Valley back in the 1950s and 60s. Here's Jim. Growing up in San Francisco is a very unique environment. Uh, as I mentioned, it's changed a lot now today. Uh, today, it's, uh, it's, it's got a different culture than the culture we grew up. Uh, I actually grew up in what is now known as the Noe Valley. Okay. What was it known as? Well, it's funny. It was always known as the Noe Valley, mm-hmm. but to the folks that live there, uh, we always regarded it as the mission. Oh, right. You never, never really. The Noe Valley was just something that kind of denoted the local neighborhood. The, in fact, the local playground was called the Upper Noe Valley Playground. Mm, okay. Still there. And, uh, but basically, the Noe Valley in those days, and I'm going back into the, the 50s and 60s, okay. was basically a blue-collar, working-class mm. neighborhood. Uh, you know, people basically had jobs. Nobody was college educated. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of my friends' parents were uh, bus drivers, truck drivers, electricians, carpenters, whatever. Bus drivers, muni, muni drivers? Muni, okay. muni bus drivers, yeah. Mm-hmm. In fact, I have a, a, a good friend of mine. Uh, they used to have a program Muni did where they would call it uh, Muni Man of the Month. Okay. And her father... Thank you very much. Thank you. Her, her, uh, her father was actually had the distinction of being the very first Muni Man, Muni of, man the of the Month. Wow. And when you would, uh, when you would get on a, on a bus, they would have placards on the bus to show who the current Muni, Muni Man of the Month was. And you always felt real safe if the bus driver of that was bus that? happened to be the Muni <laughs> Man of the Month. So. Also kind of like a lottery. You won the lottery that yeah. day. So, so in, in effect, San Francisco had a real, even though it was a big city, it had a very small town appeal. Neighborhoody. Very neighborhoody. I mean, it still is neighborhoody today, but not like it was back then mm-hmm. because they didn't have a lot of boutique, a lot of fancy restaurants that you'll now find in the Noe Valley, mm-hmm. for instance. Mm-hmm. In, in those days, you had, uh, I remember it was Mann's 5 and 10 up on 29th and Church. Okay. Uh, you had Stelling's Grocery. It was his two older brothers that had owned this this grocery store for many, many years. You had a liquor store. You had a small cafe. Mm-hmm. All these buildings are still there, right. but they 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 now have taken on a new look and appearance. You know, and probably different businesses. Well, yes, Delling's Grocery is now a Thai restaurant. Okay, and, <laughs> and I hear it's very good. Uh, the old cafe has been converted into more of a uh, kind of a trendy breakfast and lunch place. I think I know what the one you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. Uh, 
And the same thing going up to 30th. 30th used to be the end of the line for the J Streetcar. Right. Now the J Streetcar continues on and, and goes, I think it goes out to the San Jose. The so yeah. it, everything's kind of expanded. Mm -hmm. And uh, Did it have a turnaround back then? Uh, uh, you know what or they did how was did they do it? the streetcar would go out to 30th and then it would go down. The tracks were shortened. But the streetcar has the capability of going forwards or and backwards. backwards. Right. So then the driver would just move to the the what was originally the rear of the car. Right. Now became the front. And so the tracks would merge and then they'd just go back. And then the he other side. yeah, and then he'd take it back around. Neat. And that happened around 30th Street. 30th in, and in Church yeah. for the J. Mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. That's the kind of area. I mean, the central part of the neighborhood was. Um, uh, a big parish, St. Paul's Church, mm -hmm. was right there. Yeah, a lot of the kids, you know, that I knew and grew up with, went went to the parochial school. Okay, there at St. Paul's, uh, a lot of them went to the public school, and in a lot of cases, like in today's environment, a lot of these schools, the kids only know the kids they go to school. With. Right. Uh, in those days, we had a park, and the park was uh, the Upper Noe Valley Playground. Mm -hmm. What the kids in the neighborhood always called the park Day Street Park because it was located on Day Street. Okay. Which anybody that asked you, you know, about that park, you would always say Day Street. People would know right away. So the unique thing about growing up in the city, and even today when I meet people that are um, natives mm -hmm. of San Francisco that I knew grow up, mm -hmm. a typical conversation with a native in San Francisco when two natives meet each other is hi, how you doing? You know, I'm Jim, and they'll tell me their name. We get talking, and then I'll say, where are you from? And they'll tell me, uh, I'm from San Francisco, and I'll say, really? The very next question that's going to come out of my mouth is, what school did you go to? Yeah. As soon as they tell me the school they went to. Yes, sir. Balsamic cheese. Uh, okay, cheese. Perfect. Thank you very much. So the first school, the first thing I would ask them is, what school did you come from? Mm -hmm. And they would immediately tell me what school I came from. Uh, I'd say, uh, I went to Mission High School. Mm -hmm. As soon as I tell them Mission, they know exactly the whole geographic area of where I'm from in that city. Right. Because uh, kids would come Thank from you. Mission. Kids would come from Mission High School. They went to Mission High School actually came from the surrounding neighborhoods. Mm -hmm. You didn't really have a choice where you were going to high school. If they told me they went to Sacred Heart, I knew they were a Catholic kid. Right. I'd want to know what parish they came from. As mm -hmm. soon as I knew the parish, I knew exactly what part of the city they were from. Right, because so you, you went to your local or the closest church. Yeah, probably. so the city was kind of broken down. and It was still neighborhoods, but the geographic breakdowns of San Francisco back in the 50s, 60s, and 70s, it's still there today, uh, would be like the Mission, the Richmond, the Sunset, Excelsior. Now what I see what the culture is, it's people are very sensitive about uh, prestige mm -hmm. and imagery. So mm -hmm. it's no longer, if you say the Mission, the Mission is a wide, wide district. And so they want to know what part of the mission right. is. So people don't even tell them that nowadays. They just say, I live out in the Noe Valley. Mm -hmm. That immediately tells them where they're coming from, what their social level is, where they're coming. So a lot of that didn't exist back when I was growing up. It seemed like when you were growing up, it was more about your neighbors 
and a shared sense of community than we knew all, than maybe more than it is now. Yeah, we knew we knew all the neighbors. Everything mm-hmm. was surrounded around the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fire department firehouses catered to the neighborhood, not just to fight fires, but during the summertime when they would have extremely hot days in San Francisco, which are rare, but when they would have them, the firemen would come out and open up the fire hydrants oh, so the kids great. could play in the street. Yeah. And the fun part about that was that they'd open a fire hydrant up and then they would get a call for a fire. <laughs> and then a fireman would come out, he'd have to shut off the off the hydrant. Attached. He'd apologize to us, he'd jump on the fire truck and off they'd go. And we know that we'd always hope for a false alarm because we would just sit on the curb and wait for the firemen to come back. And as soon as they came back, they'd see all those kids waiting. Yeah. One of the firemen would jump off the truck and open the Undo fire up again. again and let us all play on the oh, water. That's great. So, yeah. so, so they're great memories of those, those times. Uh, none of that occurs nowadays. Sure. Know. So in a way, the guys who went away kind of moved on beyond the neighborhood. The ones that stayed there never quite got out of that and even to this day when I meet people uh, I immediately know if they had been in the military which way, before, which because I can just tell by the way they operate and things because a lot of those guys had kind of removed themselves from mm-hmm, the neighborhood mm-hmm. and kind of moved beyond that they moved into a different phase in their life do you know any characters from this time who are maybe still there still in that Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. In fact, interesting enough, uh, and I didn't attend it because I I was in the service, so I kind of separated myself from the neighborhood Mm -hmm. a little more. But uh, believe it or not, Day Street Park still has a reunion every five years. The park itself? They they just had one recently this this past Saturday. Oh, wow. And within that park environment, there was like three different generations of kids. And they all, uh, and several from, from each generation actually went Happy to the reunion. Oh, somebody's having a birthday behind us. Yeah, great. <laughs> Are they going to sing? Huh? They got balloons. I think, they're all, I think they're all excited, but they're not singing. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, so the, the, the park had this thing. So, oh, they are going to sing. Singing. All right. There you go. Well, congratulations. That was also for whoever is listening, if it's your birthday. Yeah, that was there for you, you go. Too, Happy though. birthday. <laughs> That's it for part one. Follow Storied San Francisco on Twitter and Instagram at StoriedSF. We're on Facebook at Storied San Francisco. The website, where you can see a photo of Jim Murphy as a kid, is storiedsf.com. And you can email us at storiedsf at gmail.com. I wanted to mention that Jim is part of a nonprofit called the Chance to Excel Foundation. They help support kids with learning differences in the arts and in sports. Music for the podcast is by Joe Begale. Thanks for listening. Check back on Thursday for part two. <laughs>